Hey guys. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Selfie Show. Where we are bringing you the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I am Tori, the founder and now co-host of The Selfie Show. I'm a nurse, blogger, and podcaster. And I am Sam, nurse, podcaster, powerlifter, co-host of The Selfie Show. And today, we're off the clock with a actual requested Very. episode from like a listener. Mm-hmm. So I had someone DM me and I think we both like had a lot of questions related to stuff like how did we make it through nursing school? Right. But someone like desperately sent me this email saying, can you please do an episode on how to get through nursing school? Me and my cohort would listen to it every single day. I it just I could just feel the like, yeah, Ugh, yeah. the need. And in the voice. so Sam sent this to me and it's interesting because over the course of however many years I've been doing social media in my head, I've, I've covered this kind of topic. And, you know, initially I think my gut reaction was like, well, we've already talked about this, but the funny part about it is looking back, Sam and I went through everything. We have not done an episode like this. And I think the interesting part of this, when I'm really digging deep into why is because this particular topic is so, I hate to using this word, you guys, but it is so triggering for me. Like this particular episode that we're about to record right now, I cannot tell you how hard it is for me to dig deep and to almost like relive my personal experience mm-hmm. that I went through. So I think that's probably why we haven't, I haven't done this. And Sam's like, we really need to do this episode. And I 100% agree. I'm like, absolutely we do. But um, just so you know, it's very triggering for me. So I really don't want to be doing this. No, but we are. She's like not even lying. Because <laughs> when we did the show notes and then she started reading through them and she's like, honestly reading through this is like making my heart race a little yeah. bit like she's like I'm feeling very just like yeah. ah, like reliving this and yes. I'm like yeah that's the that's the vibe I got from the message that I got from that person I could just tell that right. and I'm like you know we have in bite-sized pieces yeah. here and there talked about it when we talk about other things but we've never just dedicated an entire episode so yeah. honestly and I feel like this is not just for you in nursing school prereqs if you're in grad school, even if you're changing careers, a lot of the same things that we go through with any uh, nursing school is a big life event. It's a big life change. And I feel like a lot of even just the meat and potatoes of this can apply to so many areas of life. Well, I think, you know, we also really value evergreen material. So today's to us very genuinely, this is this is something that resonates with us like throughout our life. And I agree, today's going to be dropping a lot of really good tips, tangible things, tying in our life experiences. So um, buckle up. It is going to be a good one. <sighs> okay, let's get into um, an unpopular opinion, Samantha. What is this week's? Okay, not all Karens are bad. <laughs> We need Karens in this world. I was shook, first of all, when you brought this. And I'm like, I 100%, I'm on board with this. But we need we need some details. Okay, so here's why. Because I talk shit on Karens. Oh, yeah, Actually, yeah. today, on my way here, I stopped at Starbucks. And I, one, I'm anemic and I love chewing on ice. Like, go figure. <laughs> but I have this thing where I, anytime I order my coffee, I get an extra cup of ice. Because they never, even if I ask for extra ice, it's never enough. I always get an extra side cup of ice. So, go to Starbucks. Usually I do mobile order. Today I didn't. Walked in, order, whatever. I'm waiting. It's like actually pretty busy. It's a Sunday? Today's okay. Sunday? Yeah. Okay. So this, they give me my cup of ice out first before my drink's even made. I'm like, okay, whatever. I grab yeah. my cup of ice. I'm still just chilling, waiting for my drink. Then they call up this lady and they give her just her bag of food. Like whatever is in her little bag. 
And she grabs a bag of food and she says, um, my drink. And they said, yeah, it's coming. And she's like, well, there are people that have come in after me and have already gotten their drink. And the lady was like, ma'am, there's also mobile orders. We just make them in the order that they come through on the computer. And she's like getting all huffy. And then they call my drink and I grab it. And she like glares. And I'm like, bitch, you don't know if I mobile ordered or not. Like you don't know (laughs) beyond even a mobile order. Who cares? Like they don't make enough money to even deal with your bullshit. Right. It's coffee. Right. They're going to make it in an order. Maybe you have a really complex. I bet you you have a fucking order. That's like one pump stevia, (laughs) half one and a half mocha pumps, a drizzle of caramel shaken. Like you probably have some bullshit ass order. that takes even longer. Mine was like an iced Americano black, like shut your face. (laughs) So I'm like, just you're a bitch for no reason. Just be nice. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to be complaining about your drink not coming out fast enough on a busy Sunday. Yeah. I feel like service people, I, I get so mad when people treat yeah, them yeah, poorly. Yeah. So those are the Karens that we all despise. For sure. Not to even mention That's the like ones. self-entitled, like mm-hmm. victimization. Why just me? Can you I know? speak to your manager? Can, yes, yes. And then especially the ones that what? Like call the police because you're too loud. Right. You're, you're, you're like next they, door neighbor. They call the police on kids in the park for playing. We've seen TikToks like that. Yeah, and yeah. those are the Karens that it's just you make the world like you're a miserable you are the karen that we are talking about correct Mm. there is that population where okay i was somewhere and we there was a group of us and we're all complaining about the same thing and finally my aunt my goes up and complains and my uncle's like hey your aunt nanny's turning into a real karen these days and i laugh because she kind of is because she's on this like facebook group where um, it's like up in the mountain cabin. It's always Facebook. It's a Facebook group and she'll always be like, you know, contributing. My sister is only in that Facebook group so she can screenshot the things my aunt says to send them to me. Like, like, look, Nanny's on another tirade. Like your aunt's like, go auntie, go. Yeah. So I'm like, she is, but I looked at him. I'm like, she's the Karen we need. Because we're all complaining, but none of us want to go be the pain in the butt. We don't have the balls to do what those Karens want to do or do, right? So not all Karens are bad. I'm like, Mm -hmm. she's the hero that we needed. Mm -hmm. She's going to say something on behalf of our entire group. She's taking the fall. She's looking like the annoying one. She's looking like the kind of like, okay, Karen. The Karen who's going to lay on the sword for everybody. But we, yes. Who's doing the things that we, like, everyone thinks, but we don't have the balls to do ourselves. It's It's not even that we don't have the balls. It's just like, it's not worth it. Like, there's times where if my food comes out wrong, I usually don't say anything. Mm -hmm. I will, I pick it off. I pick the, I don't like tomatoes. I'll pick the tomatoes out. I'll do whatever. I'm not a send your food back girl. But sometimes, if they're nice about it too, but I feel like we've kind of blanket labeled everyone a Karen. Like if you mm-hmm. complain about anything, you're a Karen. Some complaints are valid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always, I'm not like a huge complainer like that, but it's nice to have someone in your nice life. to have the Karen okay. that will do it. I have 100% have a Karen in my life and it is actually Lori, my mother. <laughs> Lori, love. Lori energy. Lori okay. we trust. I will say, so my mom is literally the Karen, <laughs> like the HOA. She, she is the president, the HOA president <laughs> who's like, I'm going to get this shit done. I'm ruling the roost. Da, 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 da. But I will say this. She's also doing the things that like no one else wants to do, yeah, right? Like yeah. she's spearheading, like calling this guy to get the rates redu- reduced. She's doing all the things that like nobody else wants to do. And sometimes there's, it really benefits us to have a good Karen in yes. your life, right? Like the person who's going to make the phone call, the person who's going to write in the letter, the person who's the email, take the thing back to the grocery store because it was old and like, it should have been better. Like whatever. We need those Karens in our life, you know, well, got to keep things ship shape. 
in true Lori fashion, mm-hmm. I'm being a Karen with my whole flooding situation. Yeah, there you go. And See? I have so many people that are messaging me like, don't give up. Don't pay your rent. <laughs> Let them evict you. Sue them. Take them to court. Like, do yeah, it for yeah. the little people. I don't need the money. Yeah. Like, I mean, I do. I will always. That's Botox, baby. Yeah, we- <laughs> like, so let's be real. But in general, like, yeah. it's not about the money. For me, it's the principle of them trying to fuck over the little guy. And I think of all the, you know, elderly people or yeah. single mothers or whatever that they probably taken advantage of. And that's why I want to fight them. So I am being the most annoying Karen. Like they all know me by first name. They honestly, they ignore my phone calls. Mm. I know they screen my phone number. Mm -hmm. So then when I call, they won't answer. And then I immediately called from my work phone and they answered (laughs) like within a five second time span. And then I said, Hey, is there a reason that you don't answer the call, the phone when I call from Mm -hmm. my personal phone? And then I called from this and you answered and they were shooketh. They had nothing to say. They're like, oh, no, I, we were on the other line. I'm like, oh, oh that's oh, I, I just okay. find that interesting. And yeah. then I like moved on. But they were shooketh. <laughs> but I'm being that Karen in true Lori fashion. Yeah, because you got to get it done. I got to get it done. So we're here for it. Certain Karens. Fuck you. Some of you guys, though, you know, we love you. We're here for your energy. Like, bring it on. Bring it on, yeah, baby. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you for your service. You're, you're doing the <laughs> doing job. the Lord's work. You're doing the job that no one else wants to exactly. do. They're kind of like um the people that clean porta potties. Oh, someone's okay, got to do it. It's shitty work, it. but someone's got to do it. <laughs> Literally shitty work. Speaking uh, of blood, sweat, sweat literal tears. Oh, tons did, of tears. Did you ever cry in nursing school? Oh, girl. <laughs> the question is not, did I? It's how many times? Um, okay, yeah. How many times Let's... did you cry in front of other people in nursing school? Um, I was not necessarily. Okay. The, Tori's a proud bitch over here. You know oh. what I mean? We, we don't, we don't, I, that's not my angle. I would say in terms of like, I had two best friends in nursing school. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would say in front of them, um, a multitude, a multitude of times. Um, but you know, looking back on my experience, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of reasons why, why that happened. Mm. So, and we're going to dive, we're going to dive into yes, that. I, what about you? Did you, um, kind of, like, you know. honestly, you would think that I'm like this, you know, keep it together, proud, like, yeah. bitch. I definitely cried in clinicals once in front of my entire clinical group. Okay. I've cried in okay. front of a teacher once. And then I had like a friend group that there was six of us. Right. Um, they definitely saw me cry multiple times, Same. but in front of my clinical group, which was more than my inner circle one time and then yeah. one time in front of a teacher just a full breakdown okay yeah yeah, yeah. i mean so, we're gonna definitely that's why we call this episode blood sweat and tears, tears literal literal tears and so we know tears. we're all up in the blood the sweat the sputum the mm-hmm. poop yeah <laughs> i mean and i think today we really want to get into like some of our personal experiences and then also you know we're gonna give some specific tips we're gonna really deep dive today into this so um, I want to start it off with uh, yeah. you. Okay. So let me, like, I know. We'll get the triggering out of the way. All right. All right. First of all, why nursing? Why? Um. So, you know, we, we all hear this stereotypical story from people of, like, it was meant to be. I was meant to do that. And as cliche as it is, I think it's really interesting because deep down, I actually do feel like it was something I was meant to do. And I can't really pinpoint exactly what it was. I did have an experience when I was 15 or 16 where I walked into my grandma who was, she was having an active stroke, which at the time I didn't know. And so I was the one to really kind of help that. And then she went through a series of things in the hospital, which were horrible experiences. Um, I walked in on her one day um, uh, in the hospital bed, soaking in sweat. Her hair was a mess. Um, There was no one to be found. And so I just took it upon myself to start cleaning up her room and getting her clean. And at that time she couldn't talk. So I was kind of the one being liaison. And I, I was at 15, I was literally 15 or 16. And I feel like at that point in my life, I already took on a lot of things 
to help my grandma in her healing experience. And so I think that kind of sparked it. But the fun fact about this is I don't have a nurse in my direct family. Like I don't have that. I do have a half brother who was a surgeon, but we didn't even, I didn't know him growing up. And then the family members who were in medical, I wasn't as close with, um, but medical does run in the family per se. But I will say for me personally, when I really got down to it, when I felt that intuition, but also I knew it was going to be a stable job. I was going to be able to be financially independent. And for me, I just really valued the idea of for my entire life, having something where it's my own, I can forever be financially Mm-hmm. And just have personal independence. So when did you declare it as your major? Like freshman year going into college, like I'm going to college for nursing or were you doing prereq, like undergrad, general ed, and then kind of like found it? So this is kind of a funny story. Yeah. So uh, for many of you know, I went to University of Arizona. That was definitely for me. Bear down. Bear down, baby. When you don't Bear say down. It, it sounds wrong when you don't say it. So I had to say it for you. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this is kind of a funny story. So um, my, my grandpa actually did go to University of Arizona. I grew up in Tucson. That was years and years and years ago. But my dad um, was really proud. He was really excited. So he wanted to be the one to take me to my orientation. So I actually signed up when I went to University of Arizona for, um, it was pre-business. For U of A at the time, you could pick your your pre-whatever degree it was. So it was pre-business, pre-nursing, pre-whatever. So that was kind of like how they did it. So I did pre-business. And we went to the, you know, the intro, the orientation, which was, you know, in the hall. There was, what, three or 400 people in the hall. And my dad and I were kind of sitting in the back. And about 30 minutes into this, we both fell asleep in, in the hall. We fell asleep. (laughs) And I woke up and I nudged him and I looked at him and he looks at me and he goes, you want to get out of here? (laughs) And I was like, yes. So we left. And as we were walking out, he literally looked at me and he goes, is this what you want to do? Like, really? Like, is that? And I said, no, but I always think I kind of want to get into nursing. He said, okay, let's go do that. So that day I signed up for pre-nursing. I had fortunately the GPA and the grades at the time. And that was my journey of starting my pre-nursing journey at UVA. I've never even heard that story. That's hilarious. <laughs> I like love that. What okay. about you? Well, so then for you, that was kind of the obvious BSN route then. Correct. It's like the ADN versus BSN. Yeah, that was always, debate. yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a bigger debate for my world because, okay, my backstory was I honestly, like in high school even, I'm, you know, I'm a good test taker. Like, yeah, I just, very. Honestly, and yeah. I'm. This isn't like a humble route. Like, I just, I don't study. I don't try. No, totally. You're the person that I literally hate because I'm like, bitch, I'm sitting here for hours and hours and hours. I'm going to get a C and you're going to get an A. I just have a weird memory that's like not normal. And I don't know. I'll say this even. Okay. When we're doing our show notes and when we're doing our shows, I'm the person that Sam knows this. Like I have to prep. I like like to to write all your answers down and I didn't write one down. Yeah. (laughs) And just because like, I like to work through things mentally and like for me to be like, okay, this is gonna be my, like, I I just genuinely have to do that. I've always been that person that's just like to do that. But yeah, it's funny because you're very good on the whim, no matter what, which I love. I work better under pressure. For sure. I like cannot I'm an start writing bitch. a paper until it's almost due. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's go. Yeah. But um, yeah, so in high school, I wasn't like a bad student, but I wasn't, I did not reach my full potential. So I had like a three point something GPA. I come from a brother who had a 4.4, went to Ivy League school. My youngest sister, same thing. Like for me, it was just like, mm, do I want to come home and spend all day doing homework? No. Totally. So I'd rather get B's 
and not work as hard because that's Enjoy your life. appealing to me. So going into college, like I went directly to junior college because I had no, like I wasn't planning on going to a big Ivy League or that was wasn't not, for you, it yeah. wasn't, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. Then I really, I took psychology my senior year of high school. So I wanted to be a therapist. I wanted to be an LMFT, licensed marriage and family therapist. So I went to junior college and started psych. Mm-hmm. So I did all my prereqs or undergrad, general ed, as psych degree. And then I started working at a group home for teenagers and I was working there and the psych, this girl graduated from Cal Poly Pomona, which is great school, Cal Poly, great school. And she had a bachelor's degree in psychology and we're making $10 an hour. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck, you make (laughs) the same as me and I'm a just college student and that sucks. Like you're going to have to go to grad school and get your master's degree before you can be a licensed therapist. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have to like either work somewhere and you probably honestly won't make that much working for someone else or to build your own practice though, takes a lot of building. You have to set the foundation. You're not going to just start getting clients that are going to pay you all this money. And I'm like, damn, I'm the type that had a lemonade stand when I was five years old. Right. Like I've been trying to make money since I was little and I wanted to be able to graduate and not take a dime from my parents. Not like I wanted to be able to financially support myself completely. Mm -hmm. And my friend's older sister was a NICU nurse. Funny enough, it was NICU. Yeah. Go figure. And this girl always had money. (laughs) She would pay for our, like she'd get us our Taco Bell on our like junk night run. She would like buy us drinks when we'd go out. She always had money and she would always go on trips and she had this best schedule. She was like our older sister, sugar mama. Love that. And again, you know, three twelves, like she worked night shift and she was kind of a grumpy bitch sometimes, but the great schedule. And then I would like look at biology, like her sister was going to school to be nursing my good friend at the time. So I'd look at her biology books and like microbiology. And I was like, that's disgusting. I love it. And that's when I realized like, I really liked gross medical stuff. So then I switched to nursing, but now I'm already two years deep. So I'm not starting as a freshman undergrad. So like all the Cal state systems are impacted. So I couldn't just transfer. They're like, no, our nursing programs are only for our existing students. You can't come in as a, you know, two years and apply to the, like it's closed. So I moved to Utah (laughs) And I was going to go to nursing school there because I was like, whatever I got to do. And it's a long story. I went to Utah that has to do with my little sister and this whole shebang. I won't even get into think of like the whole Paris Hilton. um, Got it. You know, the yeah, like, when she went uh, yeah, to yeah, my her. sister got sent away. Okay. So that was, the, right. that's my whole Utah tie. Yeah. So anyways, I went to Utah and went to squat there. And then I had like, just, I couldn't do it. I came back, but I got, I got all my prereqs done. Microbiology, chemistry, pathophys, like everything. Cause there's nothing to do there but study. And then <laughs> I came back, but I couldn't get in anywhere. Right. Like I, now I'm an out of state student, but I want to be back in California. I'm in impact. Everything's an impacted program. I yeah. cannot get into a bachelor's, even though I had a 4.0 in college. What year was this? Just curious. In 2007. Okay. Could not get in anywhere I applied to like St. Mary's in Los Angeles yep, to their bachelors yep. they called me on the phone and said hey because I had a 4.0 your GPA is great if you switch your major we'll offer you acceptance to the school to any degree other than nursing but again nursing's impacted and we aren't taking out-of-state transfers I'm like where am I supposed to go so I put myself on the associate's degree wait list hmm. for Fullerton College Santa Ana College Cypress College Golden West College uh Literally everyone everything. in Southern California, yeah. the LA ones, like Santa Monica, everything. And those are all two plus year wait lists. Mm-hmm. Finally, I found a private school that just had opened up like West Coast University. And I was super sketched because I have, I don't believe anything. And my aunt is a nurse 
L&D 30 years. She's the only one in our family. And I never considered her nursing. And I'm, this is not a knock to my L&D people, but it's like happy nursing yeah. when you deliver babies. Obviously yeah. she deals with now and being a NICU nurse. I know all the bad side, but I didn't come from medical kind of like Tori. And she was like, Hey, you have to go here. One of her surgical texts was going there. And she's like, you have to get your bachelor's like yeah. in Southern California Same. associates is dying. And so she told me about that school and I was like skeptical. And then I was just like, fuck it. I'm already 23. Like I yeah. feel at the, at the time I felt behind because I felt like everyone I knew was already graduating. All my best friends were graduating with their bachelor's and I had just switched my major and didn't know what I was doing. And mm -hmm. she encouraged me. And so I did it. And the funny thing was I got off the associate's degree wait list the month I was graduating. Mm, I was wow. graduating and I got the letter, hey, you've been accepted to start in the fall. And I'm like, that was Ooh. almost a two and a half year wait yeah. to get an associate's degree. So honestly, like if the wait list was faster, I would have totally been fine with that route. It just two and a half. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to echo that. And a lot of the story I'm about to tell or like this aspect does does apply to almost every single thing that I'm going to say for the rest of this episode. So long story short is I have a very similar kind of story to Sam, but um, I feel like mine was much more rooted in like deep seated rejection. So, <laughs> so yeah. you, you guys know, like I love a challenge. I actually, I, I feel like, you know, Sam and I are both people that really enjoy something where it's like a challenge, but this was like, you know, a next level for me. So I got into university of Arizona. Um, I did, you know, started my prereq journey. Um, and as a side note too, I was in a sorority, right? So there was a lot of us to get together, my best friend who was applying to nursing school. There was a big group of us that were kind of all in that sorority group and everyone was applying. And so uh, we apply first time. And I remember like sitting down, you know, this was the first seed round. And, you know, um, I got, they were like, oh, so excited. You know, we got um, an interview, and I was like, I remember being like, oh, I haven't gotten anything yet, you know? And so and it was my best friend and then two of our other really good friends who were in this. And um, long story short, I did not even get an inter interview. So I didn't even make it to that first cut, right? So then um, fast forward, that group of people, they got into the nursing program. And so I'm like, okay, so I'm going to try again. So I applied again for another round. And that time I got an interview, but then I was declined again. I didn't get in. So then fast forward another seed round. So mind you, this is a year later. Um, I didn't get in again. Did they give you feedback of why? Was there any sort of like counseling of like, hey, are you just, are you in the dark? At the time? No. But the funny part about this is during this whole journey, I remember going in and wanting that feedback or wanting to touch base with someone. So I went into the school of nursing and there was this great um, gal at the front, Carol. And I went up to her and I said, Hey, you know, I was rejected and I would really love to like, you know, how can I better myself? So um, she set me up with one of their counselors who was a school of nursing. She was a counselor there. Mm -hmm. But, I, you know, and she wasn't intended for someone like me who was not in the program yet. But she said, OK, you know what? Like, let's why don't you try this, you know, workforce diversity program? Start volunteering there. Why don't you try and, you know, go back and take that chemistry class again? Go back and, you know, do summer school for this. So fast forward, it took me three and a half times on the the 
the half time that I had applied, it was basically, I was waitlisted. And then I got in on a position on someone who had dropped out. And it's funny because like fast forwarding through that or thinking about that, like one of the biggest things for me was putting a face to a name. You know, I, I had to go in on several occasions to really try and prove to them like this is what I'm meant to do and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take no but I really want to know what I need to do to get there um and so I think if you are someone who and then after that by the way I'll extend that to say I failed NCLEX the first time my job you know after nursing school to apply was a whole other experience as well but just if you're someone who's going through it right now regardless of where you're at I just really really want you to know if you're feeling confused, stressed, like, is this meant for you? That's a very normal piece of a journey, in my humble opinion. That's something that I went through personally. And I think, you know, it it is it takes a lot for you internally to have to to overcome those moments, especially when you're watching people around you who may be close to you who are really succeeding and doing things that you think are what you are meant to be doing or you know for me it was it was hard to be friends with people like Sam who are so successful naturally in academia and I wanted to be there and I just knew I really wasn't an academic at, in terms of it didn't come easy to me right like it's something I had to really really work for you know where someone would get an A I was the one who was like maybe getting a B um, so I was I had to really really push through those things so I just you know, as a core message of like someone who, if you're really going through it right now and you're just feeling really defeated, like, trust me, I have been there and overcoming the, that is a really true, deep, deep strategy that I want you to really dig into. After your third time of getting rejected, did you think about just switching majors and like giving up or was there a point where you were like, uh, I, this, yeah. I've tried, like it's time to move on. I did have a moment where I remember this phone call very distinctly. I called my dad. It was on my third, my third rejection. And I was at one of my best friend's house. We were having a pool party during the summer and I was rejected. And I remember calling him so hysterical in tears. I was like, what is going on? Like, why isn't this work? I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Like, why am I not good enough? Like, what is it that I'm not getting? And I remember like, this is what I want you guys to get out of it. <laughs> so my dad just took a moment and he was like, Victoria, put the blinders on. You're meant to do this. Do not take no for an answer. You're going to become a nurse. And at that point, I was, you know, I was like, okay, I'll become a child life specialist, which not, no knock to them. But like, that was, I was thinking like, what am I going to do? to really get there and even the intention at that point was like how to become a nurse and my dad was like no put your head down go back to school get a better grade do whatever it is you need to do and the next application round is when I got it and I just want that to be a message to anyone who's going through it right now like put the blinders on just you know you're meant to do this and if this is something that you are so passionate about that you know at the end of the day, five years from now, that's what you're meant to do. Do it and find a way to get there. You will do it if it's if it's truly something that you were meant to do. And here I am nine years later, stupidly crying on a couch, talking about this stupid experience. It's therapeutic. It's really therapeutic. This is why you were triggered. Yeah, this, and I is, feel like... like I don't know. think it's something you've really talked about this in depth. You've mentioned no. it, but we haven't gotten into it Never this way. Never talked about it. Um, you know, and I think for me... In those moments, my dad was the one who really, and my dad's, my dad's a really 
like tough cookie i will tell you guys like he's not he's not at all sappy he's straight shooter there is no sugar on my dad he is just like he's gonna tell you like it is he's very very straight and in those moments though he did have this like element of like helping lift me up into those moments and to and i want this to be the moment for you where i'm like i genuinely mean this like i want to be that person that's telling you like you can do this and you just really have to dig deep and find your core uh, reasoning and your intention and really being true to that so well because you said something that like and I think that's the moment you got choked up when you're like why am I not good enough yeah and I think your dad did a really good job of like pause that's not the case right you are good enough the system in itself is not meant because you even kind of mentioned like why well, envy people like you who school comes naturally I I am a good student. Like, I'm not going to, like, I am. Yeah, yeah. And I still had such a hard time. And I watched, like, one of my best friends was getting into law school. Yeah. When I was still trying to get into nursing school. And I'm like, we're the same age. And you're about to start law school. And I'm sitting here still getting rejected, like, because I can't find a school that will even accept me because it's impacted. So it's like the system is set up in general to Mm -hmm. just, I don't, I don't even know who it's supposed to benefit, but it fucking sucks. And it's like, you just said, no, (laughs) like you've kept at it. And I like, I love that story because I feel like so many people have had similar journeys and don't really have someone to kind of relate to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I didn't like when we went to like podcasts didn't exist blogs, Nope. didn't exist instagram nope. did not exist it wasn't even a thing we we're still on facebook like yeah, we yeah. didn't have these worlds and support networks back so. in 2017 18 yeah during all those 2007 8 9 10 like there, there was nothing nothing facebook yeah but not <laughs> like, yet facebook wasn't even for space, everyone you had to have a college email and not yeah. even every college so i couldn't even have facebook because i went to junior college yeah 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 i was yeah. Even on the early first facebook yeah, yeah 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 many tears you know it happened but here we are and um what would you say for you? I'm actually curious about this. Like, what do you think for you is the hardest part of nursing school? Like, I really want to know. Oh, so for me, the hardest part was I am like a perfectionist to a fault. So I yeah. getting a B plus to me was the end of the world. Now right. looking back, I'm like, that's so stupid. But I would just become like unglued if I didn't get like perfect grades, which is so totally ridiculous. Like I held myself to way too high of a standard. And I think the other hardest part was the culture yeah. of nursing school itself. And I can say as someone who's been on the other side, it's so weird. I never thought I'd be a nursing professor. <laughs> like that's so <laughs> fucking wild. And actually like Tori, we were at a yeah. shop when we were like at the psychic shop buying crystals. And I yeah. heard someone say, Professor Manicero, it's still <laughs> like it's makes so me weird. like, what the hell? Because it's yeah. so weird to even hear that is my name. But I tried to be the opposite of what I was exposed to in terms of culture of like talking to my students like they're real humans and my future colleagues and I always even told them like hey I'm gonna see you out in the real world one day and like I want you to make me proud but I think the hardest part was just being surrounded by this perfectionist mentality like you don't even care if I understand the the why behind why we're getting these labs you're more concerned with if I'm wearing the right color socks Socks, orange shoes yeah. And it's like right. just the unnecessary stress mm-hmm. of all of those things, I think, made nursing school a million times harder than it ever needed to be. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like one, the culture is really bad. I think for me also, um, as someone who really academically struggled, I feel like one of the big things 
for me and because I went to such a hyper competitive school, U of A for maybe some of you are unfamiliar. It's in terms of medicine, medical and pharmacy and nursing. It's very, very, very highly ranked and also very competitive. And I was just hell bent on getting in. Um, Something else I wanted to go back to really quick and is during my process of this, because you were asking what my thing was, what if I didn't get in? And a big piece of that was I made plan A, B, C, right? So during this whole time, something that I was really doing was proactive on that. So there was University of Arizona, I was going to apply to, and I did apply to NAU, to San Diego, to, I started kind of expanding on. You were willing to move around. Oh yeah. So I was like, I will go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that point I was also considering doing ADN. So I want to say that as a big strategy is like plan, 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 make plan plan A, plan B, plan C, and just really try. And obviously you're shooting for plan A, but make those plans, right? Mm -hmm. I think for me, a big piece of it, because it was so hyper competitive, was like not relating to a lot of the people in my program. Um, I was lucky and did have kind of like Sam, like, you know, you get your your people, your core people that Mm -hmm. you're like, these are my people. Um, And I was fortunate to have that. But I think just being around a lot of very, very hyper competitive people and not and doing the comparison game. We all do that, especially in nursing school. I think we're in this nursing is a huge culture of hyper perfectionist women, I would say, but also now men, it's becoming more of a thing, which I love having the men in there because I actually feel like it's a huge relief to have male energy. I love my Merce energy. I, I love I like balance. Yes. The balance is amazing. And I'm so glad for them coming into this, into this profession just for that reason. I feel like they were a lot of comic relief for us. It was were there just, a lot of males in your program. We actually had a lot, I had a lot of males in my program. And I was so thankful for them because actually, to be honest, those were the ones that I, in the group that we were in half of them were males and I love them they came from military they came from um some were paramedics some of them I mean we have some really really great people so those are the people I really related to but I think for me it was just being in that hyper competitive and and trying to push myself mentally through okay you are meant to be here Mm -hmm. and yes maybe you didn't get the like let's say Sam got the b plus I was the one getting the c on the test and I'd be like okay deep breath how can I do better next time and sort of kind of like changing that mentality for myself mm-hmm. is a big piece is there like one story that stands out as like the worst story that happened to you or worst mm. thing worst moments that you just felt like shit or stupid so I think what's so interesting that you say that because I've been thinking 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 and to be honest there really wasn't my true biggest moments were before that like I feel like my hardest moments for me personally were trying to get into nursing school so like the self-hatred of like not getting in and comparing yourself to your best friends who are all getting in and really just that was it and so I think when I got into nursing school um, I it's almost like such a blur now because it's like I was in such a mindset of like I'm going to freaking do this and I'm going to survive and I'm going to survival do, mode survival like it truly was like it was like I can't also I can't always pinpoint something it's like it truly like not that it's a trauma but it's like a trauma thing where I was like I was just so hellbent on being like I have to do this mm-hmm. and so anything any hardship any bad test any of that like something like no 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 for me it's like I got here mm-hmm. so how do I be better in this moment of what I'm doing I don't even know how to explain that if I'm mm-hmm. explaining that well but 
How about you? I have one moment specifically, and it was the time that I cried during clinicals. So I, you know, bright and freaking early we start. And that day I got to clinical. I think I honestly, I forgot my stethoscope, which was already like, you're so fucked. And it was uh, critical care. So it was like my ICU rotation. And thankfully my clinical instructor was phenomenal. She was one of the best instructors I had in all of nursing school, but I was already like, shit, this is so embarrassing. And like, she didn't read me, but then who did was the nurse on the floor. And I'm like, usually you expect your nursing instructor to be the one and the nurses on the floor. Like, no, the nurse that I was assigned to that day was already like, like, actually it was the thing where she like asked me to borrow mine and I had to like say, I'm sorry, like I forgot mine. And she, and it's like, but you don't even have one of your own. You're depending (laughs) on me. And then you're getting on me and it's like, yes, I fucked up. But like, I'm exhausted. Like, I think I had a test the day before that I crammed for. It was like, just, you know what I mean? You're exhausted in nursing school. Yes. I made a mistake. Like I forgot something. And so she reamed me for that. Then it was like morning meds. And she led me over to like the med room and told me to draw up whatever medication to give to the patient. It was like an injection or it was like an IV med, but I had to reconstitute the vial and like draw it up. And she like left me with the stuff and came back and I didn't do it because I'm like, I don't Mm. have a nursing license. I cannot do this on my own. So she came back and when I didn't do it she like lit into me and I was like kind of shocked and I'm like I don't wow like you don't want to check and verify that I even like did that right like I'm genuinely shocked and I under my impression like I can't even do this on my own without there like this is crazy to me like you don't want to check my math my anything and then she went and like told on me and it became like a big thing to her charge nurse and then it became to my clinical instructor of like this student's not prepared and she doesn't know what she's doing and she shouldn't be here Mm. like funny enough it's like hi I became literally an ICU nurse for 11 years and like on a reconstitute meds on a fucking helicopter bitch wish I could see her today (laughs) but it became this big thing about like Uh, that's the true Karen yes I'm not prepared I don't know what I'm doing I'm not ready like I shouldn't be there like the fact that it's critical care and I'm like I don't And I, my instructor, unfortunately had my back, like, why would you expect my student to Mm. do meds on her own? That's like absolutely against every rule or whatever. And I'm glad she did. Like she had my back, thankfully, but I just to have to be pulled aside and talked to in that way felt like so stupid, so dumb. It was so mortifying, especially like, you know, in front of all the other students, like I felt like shit I like completely mm. cried and was just like oh my yeah. god like this is awful yeah. this is I feel an awful like nursing experience that's like something I think so many of us go through in general um I think what's hard is and you know we've talked about this before but I do think it's worth noting is nursing in general is very you know we eat our young mm-hmm. and it's a very that kind of mentality where women we're hard on each other women are yeah. hard on each other even my final preceptor in my very last term of nursing school was very much just like didn't have an interest in teaching me and was very dismissive of like, oh, go with this person, whatever. I would ask questions yeah. and she would act like I'm stupid for like what you don't know that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm in nursing school. Like, yeah. no, I don't know that. And right. she made me feel like really stupid. Like I wasn't ready to be on my own either. And like both of those made me even question like, oh, my God, like yeah. I'm never like how am I gonna be a nurse I think there is like always I think a lot of us go through that of questioning during these experiences like is this for us right I mean I think that's something that that's very very common um I feel like 
Well, yeah. Did you ever have a moment where you thought about quitting or dropping right. out? I feel like because of where I came from, I think that I just mentally was in such a place of like, I have to do this that I didn't go there. But I will say it was a battle for me overcoming and academically succeeding. You know, that was something that I just for me, it was more the battle of surviving trying to become the nurse so like I being think, able to stay in correct so I think I was just in you know and here's the thing to be honest realistically in terms of grades it's not that I was like I was like in the B student right and I think where I succeeded really was in doing in clinicals that was something that I was always really good with reading people with reading my professors I knew which professors to kind of lean on more so um also people i think reading people is something that i've always really tried i've you know for example going through nursing and then nursing school like one of my favorite parts was interviewing like i really liked interviews i love that kind of thing but academically i really struggled so i think for me i just i never got to a point where i was like this isn't for me but i did there were moments though you know you're going through all these clinicals and i'm like I just remember feeling like hospital settings, a lot of them or things are just, they're disgusting. They're gross. They're not for me. It's not my kind of people. I remember being on units and being Mm -hmm. like, these nurses are such fucking bitches. And like, I'm not that person. I'm not Mm -hmm. meant for this. And so that's another thing too. I will say that you're going to go through no matter what is personalities on a unit. That's a very big thing. You're going to be exposed during clinicals to where you're like, do I even want Want, this? Yeah. Do I want this? Or, you know, I remember working or being in a med surge, um, particular unit and every single nurse was just like so miserable. And I remember like the smell of it, the patients, Mm -hmm. it was just like not my thing. And I remember being like, okay, well, if, in, I remember thinking in my head, if this is what I'm, I'm doing, I'm not going to last, right? This mm-hmm. is not for me personally. So that's where I, for me personally, when I figured out, okay, I don't want adult land. I prefer peds and or specifically going into NICU was eventually what I did, but I did everything in my power to make that mm-hmm. happen. And if it wasn't going to happen, I was going to find plan A, plan B, plan C <laughs> yeah. to get there. You know, I think oh. a lot of people that survival. Did you ever have a moment where you were like, I'm done? What are we doing more of? Say it with me. Drinking Drinking more more water. (laughs) Good skin, more energy, more mental clarity, and overall health have one thing in common, water. So what are you doing to make sure you get your water in? Okay, our favorite sponsors are back, Hydro Jug. This is the jug I bring with me daily everywhere. We are obsessed. I bring this every day with me to work. You guys know it holds half a gallon of water so you can hydrate more and refill less. It also has a leak proof seal. So the water stays in the bottle and off of your clothes. It has a wide mouth opening so you can throw in fruit there or you know I love extra ice so I can load it up. It has an integrated handle so it's easy to carry around and to drink out of. And of course, you can choose any different hydro jug option. They have their pro hydro jug. They have a stainless steel option, their original, they have a glass option, and even mini jugs. My personal favorite has been the stainless steel, but now we just got the glass version. Okay, it is so cute. It's the studded glass jug, so it's glass inside, but it has a silicone sleeve for protection. We got the lavender and the the black black studded one freaking obsessed and all hydro jug products are bpa free they also offer 40 different patterns for sleeves that makes it even easier for you to carry your hydro jug of course head over and snag your hydro jug today head over to thehydrojug.com and use discount code selfie c-e-l-l-f-i-e for 10 percent off of your order today again that's 
hydrodug.com and use the code selfie c-e-l-l-f-i-e and get 10 percent off your order this is a great tip by the way if you um have a great preceptor or you know the holidays are coming up make sure you snag it honestly my very first clinical i cried the whole way home i called my dad and broke down into tears because i walked in as close like an adult like step down like subacute because it was like nursing fundamentals clinical so it was like I think a subacute and my like friend and I go in this room and we help change this or this woman needed like help on the bedpan and we practiced in skills lab like putting the bedpan under the patient I thought she was gonna pee she did not pee she did not pee she took a colossal (laughs) Jurassic Park dump Like I'm talking swirly, like a poop emoji, ice cream cone size dump. Oh my God. And yeah. she, it was a hip replacement. And I remember her like putting it under her and she's like, it's going to be a while. You might want to come back. And I was like, oh fuck. That's when I knew like, oh, this is not number one. This is number two. So I come back and I take that out and like, we get her cleaned up and we're like tag teaming it. Mm-hmm. And then honestly, I didn't even know where to flush it. Yeah, you're like, they didn't teach us that in nursing school. Obviously, you flush it down the toilet. Yeah, yeah. But like, I didn't even that. And I just sat there and I was like dry heaving. Yeah. And like, couldn't. And I was like, and there was no masks, you know, back then. It was, she wasn't on ISO. And I was dry heaving, gagging. And I'm like, my friend's like, put it down, flush it. And I did. And then I was just like, I don't want to be a nurse. Mm. This is horrible job. (laughs) This is awful. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, by now, though, I switched my major. I moved out of state to do prereqs. I came back. I'm, I went through so many different channels. Plan, I went through plan A, B, and finally ended up in plan C to get into nursing school and finally get through this. And now I hate it. Yeah. This is not what I expected. This is awful. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. And it was like my birthday, I think, actually. And I was supposed <laughs> oh, to like go no. over to my parents' house, like homemade spaghetti is like my favorite homemade meal. And I was like, I don't even want to eat. Like I'm so grossed out by everything. And I, my dad called and was like, happy birthday. And I was like, just started yeah. bawling. And I was like, I don't think I want to be a nurse. And then it was like, all right, well, you didn't work th- like this exactly hard, what Tori said. Yeah. You didn't work this hard to get in here. And I was like, gots to see it through my boy. Like, mm-hmm. all right, let's do it. But that, and then I was a CNA mm-hmm. during nursing school. And I almost was like, I don't, that CNA is what made me want to do NICU. Kind of similarly yeah. to you. I remember again, having to clean this bedside commode of this bitchy woman that I wanted to just throw the commode at her face. I was like, the audacity to talk to someone that way that she was talking to me when I'm literally cleaning up your shit in a bucket is mind blowing to me. This is that why I would never survive adults ever. So that's when I knew because I was a CNA with the a, you know intention of getting hired on that unit and you know like kind of job security was why I was a CNA and I was if I cannot get into the children's hospital that I live local to, I don't want to be a nurse. Well, I don't want to be a nurse in a hospital. I'm going to have to figure out what my plan B, C is for this degree. Mm-hmm. And those were the two times that I was almost like, fuck, I, yeah. I don't know if this is for me. You know, what's so funny <laughs> that you bring that up. I literally just watched a TikTok the other day of she's a CNA who does all things like CNA tips. And that was literally one of the tips she gave was how to like help someone or like use a, um, a chucks essentially, so you line it with the chucks. Like she had just oh, all these great tips. Well, I did not and have that pull tip. out the chucks. I was like, <gasps> that is genius, genius. I was and like, it's not going to be less splatter because it's yes, going to absorb. Yes. Well, that's fucking genius. I was like, oh my god, why did I? It just it's Can so you funny send me your though. TikTok? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, we literally, like, I got to find this, but I'm like, it's just so funny because 
even those little moments that where bedside commode traumatized totally. me. I have PTSD yes. from it. There are, sure. there's something that we all go through. I mean, it's so funny too. Cause I feel like when I think about something that I really kind of wish I knew before I got into nursing school. Yeah. Is something that I just feel like is really, really funny to think about. And this is what kind of also drove me through was another comment that my dad made. And he goes, you know, there's a lot of really dumb people who become nurses and you're not dumb. So you're going to become a nurse. And it's just so funny because he was absolutely right. <laughs> like, I hate saying that. And, you know, we're going to go against the tribe right here. That Sometimes there are people that we're working with that you're like, how did you get through Let's nursing school? Let's not sugarcoat it. Let's not. Yeah. I'm like, you, how did you literally do this? And it's funny because um, for me, it was a lot of like strategy to survive something I wish I really had thought about or like understood was like <laughs> nursing school is truly survival true for me personally and I, I would bet maybe Sam's on the same boat as me is like nothing was harder than nursing school for me so for me personally right now in terms of my nursing career are there moments where I'm like I'm so burnt out and over this yes but truly when I say this the trauma for me going through nursing school was so much deeper and like more powerful than anything and now you know at this point being over the hump it's like I could do whatever I wanted with my degree now right like you get a nursing degree and the the light at the end of the tunnel you literally can do anything you want with your, that degree especially nowadays and you know it's also why I love what's going on with social media is we're mm -hmm. seeing a lot of creators who are talking about everything that they're doing you know obviously mm -hmm. with the show you guys there's so many nurses here that are sharing their story and their journey but it's so funny because I'm like nothing was harder and I think just the idea of like how to really for me the strategy to survive and to really get through it that was something that I don't think I really I knew what I was doing and I kind of wish I maybe had thought about that or really mm -hmm. dug into that a little bit more what are your biggest pet peeves of nursing school I think um, you kind of touched on this was the idea of perfection mm -hmm. from the students in terms of you show up like this, you wear this, you look like this, you be all, your this, hair, your nails, your, hair, your, your nails, white shoes, everything. I'm like, this is, this is not, this is, this should not be the focus. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the focus really needs to be on, okay, the realities of nursing, right. And critical thinking and really understanding mm -hmm. why are we doing this for patients? Like that to me, is so much more important than being this mm -hmm. perfect Sally picture. Perfect. Well, thing. just we're not someone who just takes doctor's orders. So like the whole, just show up, follow every little thing and every, you know, the optics of being perfect. It's like, no, yeah. no, no, that's not our job. Like yeah. you can have a messy bun and get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. For, <laughs> we love that. Oh, yeah. That was a whole time. I'm a poet. Oh, hello. I didn't even know it. Um, something else that, you know, I just think like, in terms of, I also didn't get along with a lot of my, we had classes of 50, right? Oh, and that's big. Yeah. And so, and almost everyone, to be honest, we all graduated. But I remember with the majority, there was, there was majority of the nurses in there that I personally did not get along with. And mm. I think that was a personality thing. I just mm -hmm. felt like I already know these are the types of people and nurses I would not get along with. Now, mind you, did I find my group? Yes, of course. And that was a big piece of it. I think something that maybe I didn't really understand too is like how important that is. Like as you're going through it, I think having your people 
is is really important because I mean truly when you think about healthcare it's not just about you solo right yeah. it's about other people as well and bouncing off ideas and hey can you verify this with me hey is this how we do this you know mm-hmm. that is the reality of like you're leaning on people no matter what and it's not just nurses it's RTs it's PTs it's OTs we lean on each other doctors new doctors and there's new doctors who will literally ask me policies and procedures and be like, ah, you know what? I don't know this. I'm going to Google it. Like that's literally how how I put in this order. How do you guys usually order this? Yes. Um, so, you know, I think the culture of nursing is just really frustrating in general. Um, also the, the nurses eat your young. And I think Sam and I have spoken to that. Like, I'm not a big fan of that at all. No, I think that is my pet peeve of nursing. I, Again, it's so weird being on the other side of teaching nursing school. And I think this is why I didn't last in education. I mean, I did five years. I, I did a yeah, solid which is a long chunk of time, time. But I felt like my hands were so tied to be the effective influence that I wanted to be for my students. I liked to keep it really real to them. I liked to be very honest about healthcare, about the future, about jobs. And I liked to teach in a way that I found was effective. And I just felt like my hands were tied. And I feel like the whole educational system needs an overhaul because we are focusing on little things and we're missing the bigger boat of critical thinking, understanding the whys, being able to think ahead and all of that. And then again, even learning team dynamics. And I think, again, nursing school is so focused on how to be a hospital nurse. And I think it's so silly because it's like, Okay, a business degree is like very broad. A nursing degree, you need the core principles of understanding the different labs, meds, like patho, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's still a very big world of healthcare. And the fact that nursing school only teaches you to be a nurse inside a hospital and a patient care bedside setting, I think is doing a disservice into our healthcare system in general and to people that want to utilize their degree for other things. It's making people feel like you're not a nurse if you don't go work inside a hospital. And I don't like that at all. And I don't think there's, and I would tell my students if they told me, I would ask them on the first day of class, what do you want to do? And if sometimes they told me I want to do aesthetics, I'm like, good for you. I actually have a cute, few people I can tell you to follow on Instagram Ari (laughs) shout out love you but I'm like hey well if you're interested like this is who you should follow and look to as a resource and no one else is going to tell you that they're going to tell you you need to start med surge yeah and you're going to need to do your two years of med surge before you do move on to anything and I just I think it should be mandatory or a new like the way they structure it to do like a whole class based on everything that's <laughs> like nursing jobs, different jobs, well, like yeah, everything public you potentially health, do. have nurses come in and actually yes, insurance, yep. tech, mm-hmm. legal. There's so many oh areas. God, and yes. then it's I just don't like the culture of that. And I just think that mm-hmm. the way we hyper focus on things in nursing school, we create undue stress and anxiety for students that don't need it. You don't need to be anxious about all these other little things. Yeah. And I don't know. They create know. the wrong kind of stress. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's stressful enough. It's and we create job. unneeded extra stress. And that's why when people DM us, I'm like, hey, just breathe. It sucks. When you get through it, you're always going to look back and be like, wow, that fucking sucked. But now mm-hmm. I'm like, like Tori kind of said, I'm un- invincible. I can do anything. Right. Now. Well, and maybe like, that's, yeah, you could literally like Tori's like, you yeah. can't, you think you could hurt me? Yeah. I survived <laughs> nursing school. Totally. That's literally, I think it's so funny because maybe that's something I should be thankful to nursing school for is literally how stressful that was. will never, <laughs> never amount to like, I, I think that will always forever be the thing yes. that I, you know. Yeah. Let's talk about the good. Yeah. I mean, I mean you brought that up. That like, is you're something. thankful for it. Yeah. Like, 
what for else sure. are you like what did you benefit the most from nursing school yeah okay well actually this is kind of funny because i just thought of something that you the biggest mistake or failure of the experience okay so for me going back to that really quick was i did not get my preceptorship that i wanted originally i actually wanted pick you pediatric icu and um of course all of my friends got what they wanted they got NICU they got pick you my best friend she got pick you and the irony is she didn't even want pick you I wanted anything yeah. at a children's hospital and yes. I got stuck in an adult me too me too adult ICU I did I, I did no mine was even less than that mine was telly acute shout out to all you nurses if you work in telly at any That's degree in med surge like shout out to you're fucking amazing I was miserable I my preceptor for mm -hmm. that was horrible however okay this is something that I'm really grateful for and maybe like how I have led my personal mm -hmm. profession is I knew that that's not what I wanted. And so the irony about this is my best friend who got PICU, she said, hey, like, you know, I just met this really great preceptor. I freaking love her. And I really think you should like reach out to her or come like meet her, you know, casually one day and see if you can shadow her. So what I actually did was I took the extra time during the hardest time, which is the end. You guys all know the end of your nursing when you're in that last, you're doing your last, your preceptorship, you're doing care plans, you're doing all this, everything's mm -hmm. wrapping up. You have all these tests coming up and I took extra time and I went and I shadowed her. Um, and to this day, this woman literally changed my whole perspective on nursing. She led me around. And to be honest, I, I hope one day I'm able to do this for more people. But, you know, places now are so much more tight than they were even then. Can I just time out, though, and say what you've done in social media Thank has you. like. All right. Well, that's what I'm hoping. That's what we're hoping to even back. do with this is yes. like yes. give back. So, so give yourself she, credit. Thank you. Thank <laughs> okay. you. Sometimes so, I have to interrupt her because yeah. she's too humble. Thank you. Um, humble queen. What she did for me was, you know, it was probably about four or five times I went in and she let me shadow her on her entire shift. And she was explaining to me, this is what I'm doing. And she was this great, just granola, crunchy, fabulous woman who just had been a picky nurse forever. She's never married, but she loved her job so much. And she was like the nurse, you know, that everybody went to who was like, you need an IV start. She got you. She you need to know the policy on this. She got you, but maybe she's doing her own, you know, this is how she does it. And to this day, I have her to thank because she really led me as the nurse that I want to become and how I want to, you know, give back to other nurses. And so it's funny because I feel like the good for me is that I just feel like, again, nothing was harder than that. But I, I'm really grateful for the experience in the sense of um, the school that I went to was very, very, I loved U of A. I thought it was a great, great experience. It was top notch. The exposure was great. Um, but, you know, the other thing too, and I'm grateful for it, was that it exposed me to like reality of nursing is it's not all roses. Mm -hmm. It's really not. I mean, you know, we can talk about it all day, but until you experience what that feels like when you're on your hardest shifts, your most stressful shifts, where you're just being torn in so many directions and, you know, you don't even know which way is up. It's, you know, there are shifts where you're, you just come home and you, I, we've talked about this. Like I literally could not like lift my leg over the bathroom tub because I'm so tired and I, mm -hmm. you know, can't, I can't even stand in the shower because you're so tired, you know, and you're just exhausted. That's the reality of nursing. Like you're just a big piece at least in terms of bedside right when we're talking bedside um but even i would argue for everyone else yeah, if no. you're doing clinic if you're doing this if you're running if you're at a vaccine clinic if you're doing that you know in a um mm -hmm. you know not in the hospital setting and you're doing it, it's all stressful to some degree and no. i think that's a very it's real for sure i think for me i remember during my psych which is funny 
I got to be in psych and I'll never forgive. I will ne- I'll take that to my grave about how mad I am because I was a psychology major. Yeah. I had already taken multiple psychology classes. So I like knew more than everyone, but the professor was an asshole. The what questions sucked. Like I even proved that like this answer was right. And I would still just whatever. Yeah. Ooh. So I was so stressed during that semester that I had psych that my eye would not stop twitching. Like mm. I had an uncontrollable, like it would just randomly, like it would twitch yeah, nonstop. And I was so stressed and people would be like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I can't make it stop. And it's so funny now because I've honestly, the stress of being up in a helicopter with a person's child whose blood pressure starts to become Tanking. undetectable mm. because it's so low. It's not even picking up anymore. It's coming up question marks. That stress is stress I wish upon no one. And I feel like that doesn't cause my eye to twitch. So it's kind of like what Tori said, like yeah. the, you put yourself through that and like, we're kind of younger, we're green. We don't know anything that it really shows you. Like when you get in real stress situations of life or death, patients on the line, you're like, nah, I got this. Yeah. And that I think is something that it, it pushes you to prove yourself to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think another piece of that is finding someone in that, in the course of your experience, hopefully that will, will stay with you. That's another person. Um, my last professor, his name was Doug Cunningham. Shout out. If you've been to UVA, you know, this man, he was, um, an ICU professor. He taught clinical and also theory. And that man taught us more than I think I will ever, ever like he taught you not only about empathy, but also, critically thinking and how to really, really um, not just think at the bedside. It was more than that. It was deeper than that. He just really was someone who's so passionate about what he did. And, you know, he was in the, he is the reason, to be honest, if I ever did go into adults, I would have gone into adults because of him, because he just had a way of teaching that made you think beyond, you know, it's like, okay, this is your gas, but why is this? And like, let's go back. You know, he was just such a deep dive into things, finding that person, you know, that professor and I already know there were people like that that you had an effect like them for them and I think if someone if a student of mine ever says that about me one day 10 years later I will cry yeah yeah (laughs) like that would be like the epitome of like oh my god that would be the coolest thing ever yeah and I think you know those are the kind of people that I was really 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 clinging on to and, and searching for um also the one good thing of nursing school too is lifelong friends. Yeah. I'm still friends. There was a group of, we don't talk all the, like some of us, someone's moved to the East coast. Someone's moved to NorCal. We don't talk all the time, but we still even get together this many years later and are still friends. And it's like, cool. Like the things we went through together, mm-hmm. like, and my aunt has been an L and D nurse for over 30 years. She still once a year goes on a trip with her nursing oh, school friends crazy. from over 30, yeah. whatever years ago. That's yeah. so that's cool. I have two, yeah, three really good friends from nursing school. I wouldn't say we're as close. Like I, for some reason, you know, I think because I was the one who moved away from Arizona and a lot of those people mm-hmm. are still, you know, mm-hmm. in that area. But um, I think that's a really big thing in terms of like productivity and like a good tip for you. I think the number one most basic thing that I think really helped me was just really being organized and having to think ahead. And the other thing is I think 
what something is that's really hard when you're going through this time, and I would argue maybe this is for med school and anyone else in this kind of thing, is really your your friends and your family understanding that you are not available. So, oh my god, just we be could a, do a whole episode on that. Yes, like you just, it's a lifestyle. Truly, when you're going through nursing school, it is that is your focus, and that should be your number one thing. Everything else is put on the side. Your mm-hmm. relationships, your friendships, your everything else is second to get to doing this and I genuinely mean that um you know and there are of course life circumstances where that may not be the case you become pregnant someone in your life becomes ill you have a tragedy something happens like that is a time to definitely step away or just to take a pause because that truly you know I things happen in life but I will say secondary to that this is your number one thing do you have tips for people of how to even navigate that conversation because I think most people in our lives don't understand that they think we're being selfish or they think we're being lazy or we're being ridiculous that like we're studying that much or we're freaking out over this test. How do we navigate that to the people in our lives? It's going to sound very basic, but truly when I say this, just ignore it. Don't care. Mm -hmm. Don't care about your opinion. I don't care about your opinion. I'm doing (laughs) the hardest thing that I will ever do in my life and I need to get through it. So I think putting away the other people's perceptions of who you are, what you should be doing Mm -hmm. is like, just put it away. It's okay. That's on the shelf for now. And then later when I become the most badass nurse and I have my job, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I can, you know, (laughs) we can have all the fun and all the holidays and all the greatness and do all those things together. And trust me, I'm back at it, baby. But while I'm in this moment, I don't give a fuck what any of you have to say. And I think setting boundaries. That's it. Letting them know, like, yeah, I'm not going to, be available for this, or I'm not going to text you back or answer my phone call, or don't expect me to be as present at these events that I used to go to said like, that is what I have to do. I'm putting that out there. That's my boundaries. And then what Tori said, not giving a fuck what the reaction is to that. I was very lucky. I will say this whenever I brought that to the family, like, Hey, I can't do this holiday. We can't do this weekend, whatever. It was always well received. And so I hope that's how your community is. But if you're, if your community and your people aren't like that, that's okay. They just don't understand Mm -hmm. and just push through and very nicely say, you know what? I can't make this one. I can't do that. That's okay. Next time I'll meet, I'll be there with you at the end of this tunnel. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Um, I think I had like a meltdown moment of night shift stuff mm. when I was working nights and like my family doesn't understand the sleep schedule. And I remember one time them like calling me and it woke me up and I was grumpy. And then their response to me being was like, you're so grumpy or whatever. And I fucking just lost, lost my it, shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to start calling you every morning at two in the morning and telling you how lazy you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once I kind of like did that and I had to go like a little bit extreme, they yeah. were like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I actually didn't get it, but I get it now. Right. So sometimes you just have to like yeah. put your foot down and not care about the fallout because you didn't work this hard to get in and then get eaten alive by all the other things in your life. Yeah. Oh, it's okay sure. to be selfish sometimes. And again, Tori mentioned life circumstances. Yeah. We different. can't help and we're not talking about those. So let's not like yeah. look at the outliers. But yeah, it's okay to be selfish sometimes. Like repeat after me. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be selfish sometimes. There's certain periods in your life where you have to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Prioritize. What do you think is the most important personality trait or strength someone could have during nursing school? Honestly, grit. Because you really, you're going to get kicked down. It's not yep. if, it's when. Mm-hmm. You're going to get kicked down. 
are you going to get back up? When you get kicked down again and you're trying to get back up and you get kicked in the face again, are you going to get back up? (laughs) Like, do you have what it takes to just keep grinding it out even when people and the world tell you no? Yeah, it's truly the hardest thing you'll go. And I'm going to echo that 100% grit. I think time management is another one. Focus, put those blinders on, just put the blinders on. And then I also think um, the real core of like intention, you know, for me, that was a big piece of it. Like, this is what I'm meant to do to some like, and I don't mean that in a chuggy, like very overly emotional mm-hmm. way. I mean that mm-hmm. in like, I'm meant to do this. Like, this is what, you know, to some degree in a nursing capacity, I don't care what it is. I'm meant to do this. Right. And so I think just holding on to that mentally and just saying like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make plan A, B, C, we're going to get it done. You know, I think to really kind of push through that. I agree. So you brought up a good point. You said time management. I am terrible at time management to this day. Thankfully, (laughs) it took me till I was 36 to be diagnosed with ADHD to finally get this together a little bit. But I am terrible at time management. I think that's why I'm actually better as an ICU nurse with a one-to-one. Yeah. Because it's like I'm time managing one patient and all I'm, I'm not actually managing my time. I'm just prioritizing tasks. Mm -hmm. I have 12 hours to do all these things for one patient. I'm going to prioritize them. That's different than I have four to six patients Mm -hmm. that I have to prioritize and divide up my time. So Mm -hmm. I'm not good with that. I never have been. And that's actually where I struggled the most in nursing school too, was like, I crammed. I will tell you, don't cram. That's on our list of show notes right now for tips is do not (laughs) cram. cram. But I'll tell you, I would cram Mm -hmm. and wake up, stay up super late, wake up. I was just classic ADHD crammer. But what are you, like some of your just productivity tips in general for nursing school? I think the best way to tackle things, especially when you're in this is, you know, first things first is prioritizing the things in terms of nursing school, right? Uh, Sam and I have talked about this. A big strategy would be do the hard things first, right? Get the hard things done first. So if the hardest thing in your day is laying out care plans, um, you know, going to this particular meeting, doing this class, um, studying, whatever it may be, I think a big for me, I'm all about the schedule, 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 mm-hmm. lay it out, lay out your schedule, prioritize, you know, Sam and I both worked during nursing schools as well. Like I worked. So that was something I had to work in. But I think just for me, I was a ride or die by my schedule. I wrote it out. Um, I, I was a big hack for time blocking. Time blocking was super important for okay, me. Explain that. So basically I would pick, you know, if I was in three courses or whatever, I would say, okay, for this hour or this two hours, this is dedicated exclusively to this class, this course. And I would do all of these things with a group session, right? And with these people. Um, And then I would say, I also need to get this care plan done today. So my afternoon was dedicated to that section. So that was something that I do feel like for me, I had to be uber Mm -hmm. overly organized in in order to really successfully get through each course. You know, and of course, um, something that Sam and I are really horrible about horrible and I still was bad I'm being on time being on time Mm -hmm. that was a big piece for me so having to get up early enough and make sure I had time to like get my mental marbles together that was a big piece for me so just try and really stay on top of things as much as you possibly can ask questions use your professors as resources like you know they are definitely that's what they're there for um but also don't be the person who's asking questions that you know you can you can go to for certain things like before you ask the question to whomever it is like do your research on it be diligent be better about that because even in nursing like before I go to a doctor before I go to someone mm-hmm. I want to know exactly like hey this is going on right now but then oh wait 
what's their diagnosis? Like, oh wait, what's their weight? Like, what is this? Like, I need to know all these things. So when I'm giving information, so be, start practicing those kinds of things. Like think ahead, practice how to think ahead. What do I need to know before? Yes. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I think the time blocking is good because I'm, that's something that I think would have helped me a ton in nursing school. If I said this time is for this, this is for this and like carved it out instead of just real like just yeah yeah that was another thing too in going into these group sessions if I was working out with or working out if I was um studying with someone it was very intentional I was like okay what are we doing are we doing this course or are we doing this project are we doing this how much time do we have and like being really organized about it was really important to me because for me I needed every moment I could to either study or prepare for things so my other study tips would be figure out your learning style don't yeah. sit there and like write about a bunch of flashcards if that's not how you learn or remember things. Like yeah. don't waste your time or don't create these long, big study guides if that's not how. Helpful. If you're like auditory, find podcasts to listen to, find mm. the resources online. If you're visual and like Picmonic works for you and things like that, find your learning style. Don't waste your time. Like time is precious. We are so low on time. So make your time valuable and count. So figure out how you learn best. I'm a big fan of, I learn by teaching almost. Mm -hmm. When I was even a new grad nurse, I would sign up to be a super user for everything because if I taught it to someone else, I had to know it. Trust me, when I started teaching nursing school, I was like, fuck, I don't know a lot of shit. (laughs) I gotta learn this to be able to teach it. And same thing Mm -hmm. even with my new little med device sales job. Like I got to learn this so I can teach it to these other people. I'm teaching adult ICU nurses now. Yeah. I have no adult ICU experience. I had to learn this to teach it. So I think if you work in group settings and you have to teach subjects to other people that helped me, but figure out, but your learning style, because don't waste your time on a style that doesn't work for you. Yeah, for sure. I'd say also something that's really important for all of you is, um, unwinding and de-stressing as well. How did, so how did you do that in school? So for me, <laughs> I went to U of A, you guys. So there she, was a lot of that. She drank. I drank uh, football games. Yeah. No, uh, I was really big about friend time, friend time, mm-hmm. football games, working out. Um, I was also, I dated a lot during nursing school. And I hey, will say girl. that. Def- High five. Before and after. Actually, you know what? I lost a relationship during that, which is totally fine. But, you know, even beforehand, that was a big piece of my life. Like I was not, to some degree, like, I, you know, we both say like, put your head to the ground and all of these things. But I did date and I did have, we still had fun I went up to the bars I mean because I was still 20 yeah, I was don't lose during, yourself don't lose yourself have some fun you do in order to be the best person you can you got to be able to you know still have yourself you know to the core of who you are like have you know you're you still have a little bit of soul you guys we still gotta have some mm-hmm. fun we gotta do our things I used so. to go to Vegas on the weekends yeah like yeah. all the time yeah I, Southern California such a short drive yes um, um, I was all about it. Like have some yeah. fun, detune, relax. Um, obviously to a certain degree, like let's not stay out till, till 2 a.m. every night, you know, but you still weekends, you guys don't yeah. do these things on school nights. You need your sleep, yes. sleep. That'd be one recommendation is get your sleep. I wish I'd been better about that. Especially staying up all night to study for a test is not the move. Yeah. Like it's crazy how much we've learned about how important sleep is for your brain health, your memory, your cognition and stuff. Yeah. I wish I took that more seriously when I was younger. Um, I think if I could go back and give myself one piece of advice, this is kind of tying in with this, right? Mm -hmm. Is just remember this, right? When you're in these moments and you're in these really, really difficult, whatever, whatever stress level you're at life 
as degrees, it has many, many different ripples. There's Mm -hmm. many different times in your life. And something that I think is really important and maybe something that I, I want everyone to do. And I think I wish I'd been better at is letting go, let go, let go of unrealistic expectations, let go of past mistakes, let go of insecurities because at the end of the day, those are the things, the expectations you have in your head are the things that are going to hold you back. Mm-hmm. Be fierce in who you are and shut out that outside world and that outside noise. Like you being able to validate yourself internally is is very, very, very important. You have to be, you are the sole driver of your life. And so I think for me moving forward, and I may be a piece of something that my dad really ingrained in me and I want to ingrain in you is you are, you are good enough. Okay. If this is something that you're meant to do, right. And have, be realistic about where mm-hmm. you're at. Be very, let go of those past mistakes and don't let insecurity overpower you. Like you are the driver of your life. And I think letting go of the expectations that you have in comparisons of other people will genuinely help you get through this. I love that. I think my, what, if I could even just go back and give myself advice is, is stressing over it going to change the outcome? No. So why am I letting myself get so worked up? Stop, pause, breathe, and figure out a plan. Because stressing about it isn't going to change it. It's not going to make it easier. It's not going to make it better. It's not going to fix it. It's not going to solve it. So letting yourself get worked up. And I think sometimes we get a lot of messages from people who had this situation, they want advice and they're so worked up and it's like, pause. Mm -hmm. I, I understand why you are. Trust me. We've both been there, but let's be solution oriented and focused Mm -hmm. because all that unnecessary stress, it's fucking with your like everything. It like has that trickle down effect in all aspects of your life. And I think we sometimes let stress rule us instead of just acknowledging like this is the situation. I can't change it. But what are my options? What's my game plan? And if I started to attack life that way at a much younger age, I would have saved myself a lot of trouble. Yeah, Like I wish. And it's taken me uh, honestly until my mid thirties to really like take a step back and look at things from that lens. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that takes time, you know, life experience. You yeah. know, we're, we're speaking as, as, the, as we're like old crusty nurses yeah. now. Yeah. Um, something else I was just thinking, cause you kind of mentioned like stop and take a breath. Right. Like I do think it's so interesting cause I wish that was something that was a little bit more focused on, like in my head, if I was in nursing school right now, I would be like Wim Hof breath work. I would oh, be doing would cold be, yeah. plunges. I would be doing, you know, maybe going on a meditation retreat. Like for me, I think those are things like grounding and being so much more like, mm-hmm. you know, finding the moment to like pause and nourish yourself a little bit. Like that's what I would be doing right now if I was in nursing school, but thank God I'm not. I'm sorry if you are, you're going to get through it. You're going to do it. You're going to make the thing. But. It's funny though. Cause you're going to be where we are one day Yep. and you're going to be looking back and someone's going to be like, Hey, my daughter was interested in nursing school. Can you give them advice? And you're going to be like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, there yeah. is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You're almost there. Just, and yeah. honestly, here's my best advice too. It's sometimes it just sucks. Yep. And you might be in a program that sucks. And you might be surrounded by people that sucks. And there's like all the good advice in the world isn't going to make it suck less. Yep. 
and you're just light Grit. at the end of the tunnel. Grit. Light at the end of the tunnel, get through it. And then once you graduate and the world is your oyster, there's yeah. so many different areas. You can work in so many avenues, so many different career paths. It's just like, I got to get through the suck sometimes to open up myself. It's like land before time. And I'm probably aging myself because, but that's the fucking best movie. <laughs> but little foot is like going through hot lava and shit, just trying to find the great Valley. Mm. And then he does. And it's beautiful. Oh, so it's like, yes, be that. little foot. Be little <laughs> just, foot. You gotta just sometimes wade through the suck to open yourself up to just bright future. And at the end of the tunnel, just think about the patients that are waiting for you, right? Just think about the people and the lives that are waiting for you. They're waiting for you to, to be the person that's their advocate in some way, shape or form. Doesn't matter where it is, mm -hmm. what setting someone's waiting for you at the end of that light and at the end of the tunnel and they're going to need you. Oh, done. I love that. Done. There you go. I love this for us. Okay, well, I feel like we've been on a journey together. This yes. was very therapeutic. This was crazy. The I did couch. not anticipate this. I did not expect Tori to cry. No. <laughs> not no. But that was love. I love that. That was uh, real. That's so crazy. Yeah, I just think this was this was really good. And we hope for you guys, this was to some degree helpful. And, you know, we love a little raw and real moment. You know, yes. we're getting all gushy. And no, stuff. please. We'd love to hear from you about this episode. We're mm -hmm. so glad that we could kind of really bust down the walls and give you our history and hopefully blood, sweat, tears, yeah, baby. blood sweat, tears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And thank you so much, you guys, as always for being with us. Um, as always, make sure you're following us on our Insta. That's at C E L L F I E underscore podcast. You can find all the goodies there linked for you in the bio. And thank you so much for all your reviews. We appreciate them so much. Just leave your Instagram handle. When you leave a review, we'll send you all our new stickers, our little badge pin, like all the goodies, all the goodies. and five stars on Spotify. Yes. Thank Thanks. you. And make sure you're following on our Insta, that's at Nurse Tori and at Hey Samantha with two A's, and we got a really spicy bonus. Get ready! All right, guys, bye. bye. bye.